Hey there, are you a spiritual seeker looking for the perfect way to blend your physical, spiritual, emotional, and mental health and well-being practices? Maybe you already have an interest in yoga or astrology or want to learn more about yoga's sister science, Jyotish, or Vedic astrology? Well then, I'm super glad you're here, and I'd like to extend you a very warm welcome to the Yogi Scopes podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Holbrook. I'm a yoga teacher and a Vedic sidereal astrologer, meaning I use the sidereal zodiac, so some of the signs might be different from what you're used to. To get a free copy of your sidereal birth chart, please visit my website, yogiscopes.com slash chart dash calculator. Now let's get started. Glad you're here. Does that intro ever feel like it just ends abruptly to you? It does to me. Like every once in a while I listen to it before I start recording because I feel like it gives me just a moment to breathe. And I hope I've said this on my other podcast on the science of light before too. That's why I start that one. Like the very first thing I say is please exhale. I hope that when you come and listen to either one of my podcasts, that you just take those like, you know, 20, 30 seconds at the beginning to center and breathe and become as present as you can. You know, I, I recognize I listen to podcasts when I'm driving too, or when I'm washing dishes sometimes or like whatever, cleaning the house, whatever you do while you listen to, like most of us don't have enough time in our schedules to just like sit down and listen to a podcast. And like, that's the only thing we're doing. If you do, then fantastic. I'm happy for you. But I think also that's not really the intention with podcasts. If you want to learn more in a way that you like are super present, that's, that's when you go deeper. Um, at least with my podcast, that's why I'm now offering my membership. That's a good segue into my first housekeeping announcement. Sorry, y'all. I'm like so awkward. I'm like, how do I start? Do I say, Hey, do I say, welcome back? What if this is your first time? I overthink that stuff. I overthink if the, I don't know how to make the music fade out on GarageBand, which is the program I use. Anyway, here I am with my full goofball self. Um, If you do have time to learn in a way, you know, you want to create some time to learn more about yoga and Vedic astrology um, in a way that would be worth being fully present for, you could sign up for my new membership I've been talking about for several weeks now. It's now open. Um, We had a nice little new moon gathering on Saturday, free for members. Next one will be in January. It will be open to the public for a $25 drop-in or free for members, but we'll actually also have another, the full moon and winter solstice gathering will be on December 18th. I haven't, that's a Saturday, um, which is actually the day the full moon's happening that night. So we'll do the full moon gathering Um, with some winter solstice stuff and also talk about Venus retrograde then while we're there, which actually I've got some stuff about Venus for you on this episode today. So stay tuned. Um, So just kind of mark that date down. I am formulating whether I'm going to offer an event in person here in near Asheville where I live because I actually have the space to do so now. And I'm going to see if there's interest, if I can make that happen in the next, you know, that's two weeks from now and everybody's super busy this time of year. So if there's interest, then I will plan the virtual event around the in-person event. Uh, 
sorry, y'all, that will have to come virtually, but um, it might mean that the in-person event is during the day and the virtual events in the evening or something like that. Uh, we'll see what, it's, what it looks like. But if you have any feedback, like if you really want to be there and you're like, hey, this time really works for me, you can reach out. Um, but basically what that will include is yoga practices. I'll explain all the astrology in depth. I will, um, if you're comfortable with sharing your birth chart information, you'll get a free copy of your birth chart. Um, and we can go over what it means individually. Not like we don't really have time to do a reading for everybody there, but, um, like a full reading, those take an hour. Um, anyway, so if you keep an eye out for that event and in the membership, we just had the new moon solar eclipse gathering. Um, I actually, so part of that is a sharing circle and I will not record that and share it with anybody outside of that container, but I did record the yoga nidra practice. So just a 20 minute practice that's already up there for members. And I selected this yoga nidra very intentionally, um, to go with the energies of the new moon, but it is also kind of could just be used for a general intention setting yoga nidra. So if you wanted to go and get that, it's already loaded up for the members. You'd have immediate access. You'd also have immediate access to the December outlook, um, and dates for that journal prompts and, um, sign by sign horoscopes, yogi scopes for the solar eclipse, which just happened. But, um, what's going up there this week is the calendar for next year. And I'm going to do a special episode this week based around Rahu and K2. So this is for members only. So if you sign up, it's the cheapest it'll ever be right now. Just go sign up. It'll be super worth it. Lots of good stuff going in there. And with that said, the reason I'm focusing so much on the membership right now, because you may not have heard me say it here, but you may have heard me say it on my Instagram or um, over on my other podcasts, but I'm pregnant. I'm in the second trimester, actually very nearing the third trimester, which means I'm going to have a baby in three months, hopefully not sooner. Um, So, and it'll be my second kid if you're new around here. I have a toddler now and I'm uh, preparing to give birth to my second child, which means I don't want my business, which is this, to just die. So I needed to pick something that I could focus on. Um, I'm actually getting podcast episodes recorded ahead of time so they can still go out, but I'm closing my books for readings um, at my due date. And I will close them sooner um, if I need to. But so normally what I do is for readings, you go and um, sign up on my website. And then after you sign up, you get an email with the calendar link to book your session. And I normally have it. It's you can book for 30 days out because that seems to be all I can keep up with, with making sure my scheduling is all in my little online fancy calendar thing. So Um, I've actually set it to be, my availability is now open until my due date. You can book anytime between now and March, but in March it's closing for, I couldn't tell you how long I've got it closed from March to May right now. It'll be at least six weeks because, um, I, you don't send kids to childcare before six weeks. You just don't, um, 
and it might, it might be longer. It might be shorter. I don't know. It's so, um, so if you want a reading, if you've been thinking about it, you need to get in before then, but then also you should probably go ahead and book it before then because even because I'm going to raise my prices in January, um, because time is getting so slim between now and, um, when I'm due. And anyway, my, so my time is getting more valuable because there's becoming less of it, but also I have my readings booked or priced like super cheap for astrology readings right now, $75, um, for a one hour session. And that's like lower than the industry going rate really. And I had it set for that because I was still in training, but now I'm like done with that. So it's time to raise my rates to the industry rate. It's just how that's the way the world works. So I'll be raising those in January. So you should probably go ahead and book before then. Um, you can purchase it at that price and then book it later. You know, doesn't, you don't have to book it like soon. If this time of year is too crazy, if you want to book it in January, it's a good time to do a reading anyway for the upcoming year. Um, so with all that said, just things to watch out for. I'm really putting my heart and soul into the membership because one-on-one sessions will be impossible when I have a newborn, but doing something will not. And so that's the membership. And so if you want to stay in touch and work with me, that's why I'm putting my heart and soul into the membership right now. It'll be worth it. And that's how, yeah. Anyway, so all that said, the new year is a really good time for readings and this time of year in general is a good time for using astrology to um, kind of power up your intentions for several reasons. Okay, so we're going to, and that's what this episode is about, actually. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about Venus moving into Capricorn, which is not super related to all this goal setting and optimism stuff I want to talk about, but it's happening this week and it is a pretty big deal. And then next week Venus goes retrograde and that'll be a pretty big deal. So we'll focus on the Venus and relationships stuff a little bit more, um, especially with the retrograde. But then, well, let me just go ahead and say that. Like, so on the eighth, which is Wednesday is the day that Venus moves into Capricorn around, 3 a.m., like somewhere in the 3 a.m. hour Eastern time. Um, sorry, sometimes with tra- with uh, full moons and new moons, I'll track it down to the minute. But for these transits, I'm just like, ah, it happens sometime in that hour. Uh, so anyway, somewhere around the very early morning Eastern time of the 8th, so over tomorrow, Tuesday night, um, Venus moves into Capricorn. It's been in Sagittarius since, I believe, the end ish of October. Um, and so Venus represents our love, our femininity, our, um, artistic expression, relationships, all kinds of stuff like that. Luxury, our relationship to like the finer things in life. And actually, if you want to hear a really cool episode about Venus, I did. So Uh, Amber Brown Short, I interviewed her on my Science of Light podcast. We talked about like the orbit of Venus and all this stuff and it's super interesting. So you can go listen to that if you want to hear more about Venus. Um, 
meantime, but Venus is moving into Capricorn and Capricorn has this element to it where it's very like structured, structure oriented. And so what I would like to urge you to focus on during this time, while Venus is in Capricorn. So it's in Capricorn, it moves into Capricorn. Um, and then next week on the 19th, so just maybe that's not next week, maybe it's the week after, but anyway, pretty shortly after on the 19th, so it'll be in Capricorn for like a week and a half, it goes retrograde and it'll still be in Capricorn for another like week and a half or so until the 30th or 31st, I believe when it retrogrades back into Sagittarius. But especially now during the time while it's direct in Capricorn, it'd be a good time to focus on your relationship patterns or your patterns related to um, luxury and the finer things and your creative expression, are those things serving you? Um, Because once Venus goes retrograde in Capricorn, shit's going to come out sideways. So it'd be good to take a look at it before it goes retrograde because things just get wonky when it goes retro when so once it goes retrograde it's like you might see um it can go it can go up or down basically with retrogrades is the the energy can be like distorted to where it's lessened or exaggerated basically um so you might see and so it'll retrograde in Capricorn and then back into Sagittarius and the next, uh, you know, February sometime, I think, because it's retrograde until January 29th. So then it has to move all the way back through Sagittarius, back into Capricorn. Um, and I haven't looked at those specific dates yet, but basically thinking about what are your patterns in relationship? What have those patterns been? Do you like them? Do you need to fix them? Is there something that you would like to address before this retrograde happens so that you can move into the retrograde without it blindsiding you, basically. Um, Because it it can be tough. And so maybe you do come up with some patterns related to your relationship that you want to change. And then you might end up spending the whole retrograde kind of like working on that because one of the qualities of retrogrades is, um, this is like the best thing I ever heard for retrogrades is like, think of the RE energy, like redo, revisit, revise, um, what I, like it, just a lot of redoing stuff and reimagining or, um, yeah. So you might have to continue working with that energy throughout the retrograde But it would be a good idea right now while the energy is clear uh, to have an idea of your intentions going in so that you can work with that energy in an intentional way rather than letting it kind of push you around. So some characteristics of this Venus and Capricorn energy other than just thinking of the keywords patterns around relationships or patterns around creativity. Um, And so also like... The big focus is going to be relationships, but I also want to say it could be your patterns around luxury. And a quote that came to mind is my mom sometimes says that people have champagne taste on a beer budget. So if if that is something 
that you see, like a pattern that you have, that you really like luxury things that aren't really always in your budget, um, that might be a pattern to address at this time uh, while Venus is in Capricorn. So finding, creating a little restriction for yourself around, um, I don't want to say your spending habits because that's not really what I mean, but your indulgence, I should say. Um, like if you have a tendency to overindulge, whether that be with spending or whatever, this could be a good time to rein yourself in, in a healthy way, I should say. Um, so yeah, that's the Venus in Capricorn. We'll continue to see that energy and I'll kind of focus on it a little bit more later because there's a lot of other big stuff happening this week too. Um, oh, I wanted to say that the other qualities of this energy are like being dutiful, responsible, maturity around love and luxury and these kind of things. So if you do find that there are patterns, like say, let's say you're in a relationship, um, or even if you're not and you want to kind of address your patterns in how you relate to others or in how your relationship runs, if you're in one, um, it would be really beneficial to bring the Capricorn element of maturity into these endeavors. Uh, try not to be childish, which the energy should support that anyway. Um, and it also, this energy might just bring a greater focus on love matters in the home in general. It also brings a love of traditions and convention, which I think is super interesting to see that in the text as like a quality of Venus and Capricorn, because we're at a time of year where traditions are like, extra big for people. Like not everybody, like most people have some kind of family tradition they do. And by most people, I mean, I live in the U S um, most people I know in my circles have some kind of family tradition around this time of year. And Venus typically moves into Capricorn around this time of year. Do you see people having traditions, uh, in like, I don't know, March? I mean, sure. Some people do because of whatever, but the greater collective society, that's not, like, really a thing. You know, I mean, I know St. Patrick's Day, whatever, but, like, not to the degree. People get really dogmatic about their traditions here in December, right? And that's why we have, like, we say happy holidays because there are more holidays than just Christmas. And then there are the people that are like, oh, but Christmas and don't take the Christ out of Christmas or whatever. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's just, it brings this love of traditions and conventions. So if there is like some traditions you want to create or some traditions you want to rethink during the retrograde, it would be supportive of that energy too. Um, so yeah, I keep saying I didn't want to make that Venus part too long and then I went and did, but it's a lot to say. And then, so all this other energy about goal setting and moving forward with passion. I'll just tell you first, like a few reasons why. So you heard on last week's episode about Mars moving into Scorpio, which is like carrying us forward through the eclipse energy. So the eclipse just happened in Scorpio and now it's over. But the very next day, like, I mean, less than 24 hours later, Mars moved into Scorpio, which brings this like it's and Mars rules Scorpio, which I think is why a lot of people think that Scorpio is a fire sign when it's not, it's a water sign. 
Um, but in our heads, we have this embodied understanding of Scorpio as kind of fiery. And that's because it's ruled by Mars. And Mars, we know, also rules Aries. So you can think of these qualities of fiery energy, um, passion. Um, yeah, all these Mars qualities even being so it brings a warrior-like quality. So if you can bring that quality into whatever it was you were working through during the eclipse season, which actually that's what I'm going to cover in the membership is so the is Rahu and K2 and the because that's the axis that the eclipse was happening on and I think it's important um to continue to move forward with that energy and not just like okay, we had the eclipse season and now we're done working with that because we're not, because there's a lot of other reasons that we're not. Mars moving into Scorpio being one of them. And then another of them being, um, there's a Kalasarpa yoga happening. And that happens when all of the planets are in the sky between Rahu and Ketu. So... I'll explain more about it in the membership. I don't want to um, make this episode an hour long. <laughs> so I'm going to try to like hit the high notes. And if you want to learn more about it, the membership is super cheap right now, y'all. Um, it's it's $14.99 a month or you can sign up for the whole year for $108, which is only $9 a month, which is like super cheap. It's like a coffee and a half a month. Um, anyway... Um, if you tip your baristas, I should add. Um, so, uh, Kalasarpa yoga, it means time serpent yoga. And that's what it, what it is. If you want to learn more about it, you can learn, join the membership. I'll talk about it there. But basically what it means is it's continuing this portal energy, this energy of like what you do now, the groundwork you lay now is going to be a portal that you can't come back from so good or bad for better or for worse and it's happening on the same axis um, of wherever Rahu and Ketu fall for you so the same energy of the eclipse eclipses I should say um, is going to carry forward and so the Kalasarpa Yoga is like it happens on December 16th but then the moon breaks it because the moon moves like every two and a half days changes signs it the moon's so fast all the other planets move a lot slower than the moon even mercury in comparison anyway so then the moon kind of bounces in and out for the next few months but all the other planets uh this energy will be going on from now until guess when the end of april so we have all this energy um that i've been talking about related to rahu and k2 so they move signs around April. Uh, Jupiter is in Aquarius until around April. Um, there's just a lot of stuff. And so we're unpacking that in more detail over in the membership. Um, but just know that basically we're not done with the eclipse energy yet. Like the, the energy, hopefully you spent some time like paring down and really intentionally working like figuring out what it is that you want to work with so then for the next few months you can move forward with power and drive related to mars being in scorpio 
um, and then this Kalasarpa yoga to really set yourself up to move forward in the best way possible. And so look out for sometime this week, maybe today, if we're lucky, um, or, but sometime this week, I'll be releasing that episode in the membership about how to continue moving forward with this energy and specifically sign by sign based on your moon and rising sign, what areas of life to focus on for you. And then always, you know, maybe the membership sounds like too big of a commitment. We can talk, this is the kind of stuff we can talk about in a reading and we would talk about in a reading after we go over all the details of your birth chart. Anyway, um, then the other stuff happening this week are Mercury is moving into Sagittarius and the sun. So Mercury is moving into Sagittarius on the 9th, which is right after Venus moves into Capricorn. So Venus actually moves into Capricorn um, before Mercury moves into Sagittarius. So it's like they're not there in Sagittarius together. And so actually, so the sun's moving into Sagittarius next week. But I'm covering that this week because next week is the full moon and we're going to cover the winter solstice and I'm trying to really hard to make these episodes not forever long. So we're going to talk about the Sagittarius energy right now because it also, um, it really supports the, like it'll bring the optimism needed to kind of feel a lightness after the eclipse energy because the eclipse stuff was probably pretty heavy for most of us. Um, and it can be, and it can feel like a heavy time. It can feel like a confusing time an emotionally heightened time. And then I've seen all over social media. I follow a lot of, interestingly, a lot of yoga teachers, use astrology and they use Western astrology. And so even though I try not to follow a ton of just strictly Western astrologers because it's different. Um, and if you don't know, if you're new around here, I have a whole article in the link in my bio, which I usually link in the show notes. It'll say link in bio. It'll just be a little thing you can click on, um, to easily access the, this article that it's a, it's, it's, titled what is Vedic astrology, but it talks about some of the differences between Vedic and Western astrology. And so anyway, that was a big tangent to say, I've heard all the, I hear all this stuff everywhere. I just feel like I hear it everywhere. People that I would not expect anyway, are talking about how it's now Sagittarius season because under the tropical Zodiac, the sun is already in Sagittarius, but in the actual sky, it's not until next week. And the seasons under Western astrology under the tropical zodiac are pure, purely ruled by where the sun is. But Vedic astrology is much more holistic than that. And it's like, yeah, the sun is kind of a big deal. Yes. But there are eight other planets, um, not including the outer planets. So, and the outer planets are Neptune, Uranus, and Pluto. Um, so, So there's just a lot of other energy to think about. And so the reason I bring that up is because you don't have to just throw the whole Sagittarius season thing out the window just because the sun's not technically in Sagittarius until next week. Venus has been in Sagittarius for like a month, 
which can you so you might have been feeling the Sagittarius energy related to art and expression and relationships and the finer things in life and luxury and whatever, maybe, perhaps, or um anyway, all that is to say Mercury is moving into Sagittarius this week, which will bring some more Sagittarius energy um, right after Venus leaves. So it's like we've kind of had it all along, basically, is what I'm getting at. And um, then the sun moves there next week. And so all of that, like, you know, I'm sorry. I'm, like, probably too technical for my own good sometimes. But I feel like that's the way I, I wish there were more astrologers that explained it this way. So that's why I'm here doing this because... I always found myself searching for those answers. So if you think it's too technical for you, then like find somebody else that doesn't um, belabor these points. I don't know. <laughs> like, because I, that's, it helps me to conceptualize all this. So um, all that is to say, what is the Sagittarius energy? Well, Sagittarius is its image. So y'all know I love to talk about archetypes and that's how we understand these things is a centaur. So it's like a man half man, half horse with a bow and arrow. And he's like aiming the bow and arrow. And for some reason, it always makes me think of warrior two pose in yoga. Um, Reminds me of Sagittarius for some reason. Um, Because in warrior two, your front leg is forward and bent. You have your back leg extended all the way out. Like that could be your little horse body. And your front leg is like ready to go into action And your hands are extended out to your sides and your gaze is over your front fingertips. So to me, that in an embodied way feels like I'm aiming for something, like I'm looking at what's on the horizon, like I'm pulling back the arrow with my back hand, Um, this reaching, taking up space, all that energy. I don't know. If you want to see what I mean, just like be weird. Bust a warrior two right where you are unless you're in the car. And see what it feels like in your body. And think about that in relation to Sagittarius energy, which is like um, adventurous. Sagittarius is also ruled by Jupiter. And I've been talking a lot about Jupiter lately. Jupiter moving into Aquarius. Neptune going direct in Aquarius. So all that energy is also affecting the Sagittarius energy because Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter. So there's an inextricable link between what's going on in Sagittarius and what's going on with Jupiter, uh, basically, is what I'm trying to get at with that. So it's like how all this stuff is related. Um, So all of that together brings this optimism, this expansiveness, this drive. um, Yeah, like taking action, being warrior-like, which also is added to by... um, Mars being in Scorpio, the warrior energy. So yeah, what you might look at where Sagittarius is for you, but I'd encourage you to focus a lot on working through the karmic lessons of this Rahu and Ketu transit. Um, cause that, that's kind of the biggest focus in my opinion. Um, but yeah, what, If you want to get philosophical at this time, get really optimistic, just bring that energy in, really uh, use that Sagittarius energy. So if I didn't say explicitly, like if you care, Mercury is moving into Sagittarius on the 9th around 7 p.m., which is this Thursday, Eastern time always. I live on the East Coast. 
the U.S. and North Carolina. So, um, and then, so also New York time, if you use an iPhone and you just want to put in New York or whatever. Um, so, and then the sun is moving into Sagittarius actually at 5.14 p.m. For some reason, I do have the minute on that one on the 15th, which is a Monday. No, it's a Wednesday. It's next Wednesday. Um, but next week we'll be covering the full moon. And so all the Sagittarius energy coming on. Now here we are to wrap up, to bring it all back home. We have all the Sagittarius energy still hanging on to the Scorpio energy with Mars moving into Scorpio and the Kalasarpa Yoga on the Taurus and Scorpio axis. We are not done with the karmic lessons on that axis. We'll talk more about it in the membership. I will also have the exact dates written down in the show notes in the membership. Um, so the overall message here is to really just set yourself up for success in the, in the new year by using these energies. And so I've been doing a series over on my other podcast, The Science of Light, about that, about how to wrap up this year. Um, and I keep saying over here, like, this is where I cover why, and over there is where I cover how. So jump over to that series and we'll talk more about how to really work with this energy just in a more general sense. I don't really talk about the astrology much over there. That's what this podcast is for. And also I hope you're utilizing the other tools I have to offer you or that I guess you could find on the internet, but, um, to your advantage, whether that's the membership to get more in depth with this stuff, uh, you can sign up now. It'll be linked in the show notes, of course, or you can go to yogiscopes.com slash store, where you can also find readings and then these events that I'm offering. Or if you're not quite ready to commit to something like that, you could just join my Facebook group and you can ask questions and I and other folks will chime in their opinions and you can get more resources that way. All this stuff is linked in the show notes. You can poke around my website, yogiscopes.com to find more, connect with me on Facebook or Instagram, and then just like shoot me a message. If you do be like, Hey, I listen to your podcast and here I am. And I'll be so glad to connect with you. So I'm glad that you're here. If you want to find me, Yogi Scopes is where you find me everywhere, Y-O-G-I-S-C-O-P-E-S.com. That's my social media handles. Please remember to like, rate, share, subscribe, review, all those things. Share it with a friend if it resonated with you. And have a wonderful week. Talk to you all soon. Bye.